It's week 13. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the line star app it is me it is scott bogman and it's you and we're talking all things dfs it's the preview edition for week 13 in the nfl and we're coming to you live courtesy of the line star app the line star app is the greatest dfs tool site in the history of the universe go out there get it upgrade yourself do something nice for the holidays upgrade yourself to the premium product and that (laughs) way you can get all the tools that you need to be successful like me and my handsome partner here scott bogman uh, Boggs, I know of all the games we're starting out with today, we're starting out with New Orleans and Atlanta, and I don't want to start off with this. I tell you, I already, I'm annoyed already, and we haven't even started. Hopefully by the end, things will get better. I hope we're just trying to get some of these out of the way because New Orleans and Atlanta right now, I think is a huge cluster. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, what can you trust in this game on the, the Atlanta side? Um, you know, they just put up 43 points, which should be, unbelievably enticing but matt ryan had under 300 yards there was no todd Gurley. um they mixed the running backs up between hill and smith uh calvin ridley scored a touchdown that was nice but he's still kind of at that exact price he should be at and hayden hurst hasn't done much honestly the most enticing part of this atlanta side is the atlanta defense being at 2400 and 3500 just uh you know holding the raiders to Six points in the last game. I think that's the most enticing part of the Falcons in this game. Yeah, look, the lack of passing touchdowns from Taysom Hill is frustrating. So as much as I like the rushing touchdowns, and don't get me wrong, that's 12 points. You know, he's locking up every week. I get that. I I understand, you know, he's 63 and 77. Um, Kamara has been tough, obviously. Latavius Murray's been good, 59 and 58 for him. Um Michael Thomas's value has gone way down. I mean, rock bottom last week, he was 77 on Fandle. Now he's 72. So the price continues to drop. And it drops so much where I start to get really tan. Like Michael Thomas at 72 <laughs> on Fandle is really starting to cross he's that line. He's the only of, guy more than with more than one catch for the Saints last week. So. I know. And I understand the gameplay. Like you didn't need to do anything. Like I get that. So I, I kind of take last week and throw it out. I don't think that if you're doing multi-entry that having a share of a Michael Thomas for 72 or 7K over on DK is terrible. It's funny. It's it's more expensive. It's you know, ratio-wise, it's worse on DK. And um, but if, Latavius if Murray, for some that's reason the only other too, spot. Mm-hmm. If for some reason, too, Joe, we get an announcement about uh, the Saints potentially, you know, starting Jameis Winston maybe later in the week, you'd think they would do that for gamesmanship. You and I both agree we don't think it's going to happen because Sean Payton is a crazy person who just wants to see what Taysom Hill has. Well, but winning it. is winning. If you're winning yes. football games, what? Why you screw the pooch? You know because you it? you played the Broncos with a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback last week, and that's the only reason you won that game. I don't think they beat most teams last week, and Taysom Hill was terribly ineffective in that game, even though they did win. So if they were to go back to Winston, so much of this New Orleans side opens up. But as it stands right now, it looks like it's Taysom Hill, and I don't want any part of it. All right. Uh, I'm with you there. 
Uh, Edo Smith had a big game last week. He's 47 and 55 respectively. Would you go down to that? Well, or, you know, waiting on the Todd Gurley information. I, you know, it's just, the Falcons have been an enigma. Calvin Ridley's great, but he's very expensive. He's 84 and 72. Like uh, there's guys, if I'm going to pay up for 84 and then I'm going to go to DK Metcalf, you know what I mean? Like that's, right. that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm not messing with, with, uh, Gurley or Ito Smith if Gurley is out or any of that stuff. Uh, they were more effective without Gurley, which makes me think if Gurley is back, maybe they're going to mix those guys. If not, they're probably going to be pretty split down the middle. It'd be a lot like what they have going on in Buffalo and Green Bay and splitting those running backs up. All right, let's move on here. Detroit and Chicago. This one will be brief as well. Um, <laughs> I'm more into David Montgomery this week than my counterpart here, and it's and yes, you know, you said the other day and you rightfully so that, yeah, most of his, you know, cumulative yardage came on one big play. But, you know, if you get this guy 20 carries, I feel like he's going to be useful. And I think he's better when Trubisky's out there. Robinson is always a decent investment, 67 mm-hmm. and 69. Montgomery's 55 and 62 on the respective sites. And look, I don't want to go crazy on this game, but uh, this is another difficult spot here because you don't know what the Detroit offense is. Hawkinson's been pretty good um, over this season, just collectively, not a lot of great tight ends. So he's in play, but this is tough because, you know, you're looking for, you know, we always, just like we did last week, we were looking for high totals. We're always looking for where there's going to be a lot of scoring and a lot of opportunities because in a lot of ways, DFS is kind of like a touchdown lottery. You know, if you get enough guys who get touchdowns, you are going to, you know, be efficient here and you are going to hit pay lines. And the problem is, this game becomes very difficult to see who's scoring a touchdown and that there's going to be a high total of touchdowns. So that's kind of where I shy away from it. Montgomery and uh, obviously Allen Robinson. Those are the two pieces for me. Boggs, what are your, what's your take here on Chicago and Detroit? I mean, I'm lockstep with you, Joe. It's Allen Robinson is my favorite buy in this game. Cause he's not overly expensive either. 6,700 on DK 69 on FanDuel. So pretty decent prices here for a guy that's coming off a two touchdown game. Detroit's pass uh, pass defense is not great. So uh, I think Allen Robinson's my favorite buy. And I like the price on Montgomery, 5,500 and 6,200. That's really, really where his value comes in. So if you're trying to get a big piece in your lineup and you want to cheap out at that second running back position, I, I do like David Montgomery for that. All right. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland and Tennessee. Now, look, you can you can do this one in a lot of different ways. You can go and just take the running backs here like we did last week. And I know they're going head to head, but look, Nick Chubb is actually on pace or close to it to break the all-time yards per carry record. And I know we've gotten to this conversation before, but it's even better this week. (laughs) It was two weeks ago when we got into this conversation. So Nick Chubb is a good play. Nick Chubb has touchdown equity. 87, he's very expensive. 77 on DK. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to dance with Baker Mayfield despite the Look, last week he was in the million dollar They're lineup. Begging right? you to take him in, in DK. Here's the thing 5, on DK, <laughs> he was on the million dollar lineup in DK last week and he hit. Now yeah, he hit for three X value at fifty three. Can he hit that again? Sure, it's possible. But I are you I, gonna bet on it? No, and I right. and I just think I need a little bit more floor for my taste. So I would want Chubb. I would want Henry. AJ Brown always a good selection here. Corey Davis at fifty one and sixty one. But yet again, you know, this game has some wrinkles in it. And, How about Jarvis uh, Landry at 6,000 on FanDuel? Well, but here's here's the question, too, is that, you know, there, here's a perfect example. So here's the first good game in forever for Jarvis Landry, right? 
Yeah. If I don't like Maker Mayfield, then how can I get excited about Landry? And am I just falling into that trap of chasing last week? Because I think that's always a huge, huge danger. It, that's very true. I will say that Landry has seemed banged up the whole year and finally came through last week. So I think the price is okay for him. If you want to buy back in and take a shot just to see if he's getting on the right track, Austin Hooper also uh, fairly cheap at 3,800 on uh, DK specifically is a decent matchup. If you're just going to, for a touchdown square, you know, there's other good sign end options, but I do like Hooper a little bit for this week, but who would you rather go with Joe? Um, AJ Brown at uh, 76 or would you rather go with Allen Robinson at 67? Uh, Allen Robinson, because he's so damn consistent. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm, know, like I, I'm the he, same way. And he's say what Allen Robinson knows too. He, and that dude smells contract. He knows next year. Someone's yeah. going to take him and he's going to get paid. So I think he's producing with uh, Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. So, you and know Blake Bortles. Let's good. not forget Blake Bortles. Yeah. Um, there might've been a little Blaine Gabbert in there at some point in time. <laughs> I'm sure there was. <laughs> Uh, horrible definitely. horrible yeah like, poor poor guy i want to like start a support group for him like i just feel <laughs> like <laughs> well yeah, he'll get a contract and he won't need a support group don't okay worry. well maybe you know alan if you're listening i'd like you to support me you could always sponsor a podcast host right here at line star uh we're just you know for just a mere seven thousand dollars a month you can support me <laughs> mm-hmm. oh do we need those that some sarah mclaughlin music can we get some of that <laughs> Uh, how about you sponsor me i'm way cheaper just 500 bucks a month <laughs> five of that's it done for me yeah oh, well i'm gonna ask i'm gonna go big like i'm not <laughs> you know don't sell yourself short there buddy i had a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness any love for Tannehill uh, on the in this game at all too uh, you know Tannehill was a guy we were rolling with for a while and then we seem to have gotten off that track last week things were better but a lot of that was because aj brown you know, kind of made the most of the receptions he had and kind of extended the play, as we like to say in the business. I like his price. I don't necessarily love the matchup. 6,200 K and 7,800 on FanDuel, where, you know, FanDuel specifically, you have to pay up uh, for uh, for quarterbacks. I like his price. I, I'm not in love with the matchup, but if you're looking for a cheap QB, you can do much worse than him. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one here, Cincinnati and Miami. You know, it's funny. As we go through this slate, it is so much less exciting than last week. I can't even, you know, like last week we were like, oh, look at this. This is smash and smash this and look at this. This is going to be great. Look at the running back matchup. Look at Tyreek Hill and Mahomes. Let's pay up for them. It is not that exciting. Cincinnati-Miami, another game. Not super exciting. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not going to go crazy for Fitzpatrick. He's 6K on DK, 7,400. I'd rather pay for Kirk Cousins in that same range uh, if he starts. Tua, another guy, too. Like, I'm just not that excited about it. Um, I, I'll tell you what. If Fitzpatrick plays, Devontae Parker becomes way more interesting, 64 and 68, respectively. If they're all tied together, how do you feel about Devontae Parker? No, no. I don't. I, I'm okay with Parker. That's fine. But – I honestly, the DK prices on the Bengals wideouts, they're burying them because it's Brandon Allen. And I get that, but Higgins still scored last week, 4,600, 4,700 for Boyd mm-hmm. and 3,100 all the way down there for AJ Green. Uh, those prices are, I don't love this matchup. The, the Dolphins defense is good, but 
those prices, I'm going to get those guys in at least one lineup this week. I'm well, T Higgins it. is really, I, I think that that's another one of these rookie wide receivers that kind of, we lose in the shuffle a little bit, especially now because of Burrow being out. But the fact that he had a touchdown, I don't care when it came. Just the fact that he had a touchdown in that game last week, I thought was kind of just, you know, very eye opening to me about, you know, effort about where this kid is right now. And he is, I think going to be a very valuable piece on a lot of fancy teams next year. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Love me some T Higgins. Anything else from Cincinnati and Miami that you might want to draw some attention to? No, I mean, the uh, the Dolphins side is uh, gross uh, with Fitzpatrick here and the way he's been playing. Maybe Gasicki for a cheap tight end of 4,257 is not a bad option. Did score a touchdown last week, and he seems to be better with Fitzpatrick than he is with Tua, but... Other than that, I don't want much much of this game outside of those super cheap DK Bengals whiteouts. All right, let's go to the Jacksonville at Minnesota. Now, this one I got some love for, believe it or not. And it starts with James Robinson. You know, this year has been very difficult in the mid-tier of running back pricing. I, I always refer to this as the Melvin Gordon slash Mark Ingram pricing, where historically, <laughs> in years past, this is where you got a lot of value. You know, those are those guys that cost you 7500 and they had at least two times value with the upside for three. And Robinson is still kind of in that pricing. 73 on DK, 78. It's kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. But look, Robinson, another 100-yard game last week for him. Uh, I just, this guy just continues to impress me. And he knows, he knows the next year is going to be a new regime. And anybody coming in there would be nuts not to want him around. Uh, I love Kirk Cousins' price this week, 73 and 64. You're getting good Kirk Cousins right now. So I'm in for good Kirk Cousins. And that means... Justin Jefferson, 69 and 77 along with him. Uh, that is the safest pairing, obviously. The rest you can kind of throw darts at the Rudolphs and the, you know, the Chad Beebe's of the world. And we'll see if Adam Thielen can get back on the field. But Dalvin Cook is 10,500, 9,500. Did visit his favorite tent, uh, as he likes to do during a lot of games <laughs> last week. But last week he was 11,000. This week he's down 500. Would you take the Dalvin Cook plunge this week? Because so far, running back. It's been a little bit tighter. Again, it's like the same four guys every week that we can roll with. And then there's Wayne Galvin. Like, I feel like that's what we do. <laughs> that That's the combo. It's the Cook-Gallman combo. That's been well, it is. Because it, it's season. the same. Pri- it was the same. You could do Cook-Gallman last week, or you could do Chubb and Henry. And we were like, well, Chubb and Henry seems like it's got a lot more potential. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. <laughs> this week playing each other, maybe not as much. So, But maybe, uh, they, may, but they may not. Like, whoa, I, I think okay. I sorry, I exploded a little bit there. Yeah, you did. Down. You did. You're a little bit mad, dog. Why don't you calm down? But seriously, maybe not. I mean, it's 2020. And I think we have to kind of throw out more of the rules that we usually live by, <laughs> you know, because I feel like there's nothing stopping the two of them from going like two prize fighters in this game back and forth at each other. Yeah, but their price like this week specifically on on FanDuel that it's going to cost you way more to start Henry and Chubb than it is to start Cook and Goldman. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm with you normally, but the prices aren't matching up this week. I would look Dalvin Cook is a fine start, especially against Jacksonville, even, you know, getting banged up and all that stuff. He, and he's a safer start than Henry versus Cleveland or Chubb versus Tennessee. So I get it. If you want to start him, that's a really, really expensive price though, for a guy that does love to hang in club blue tent at least once a game. So uh, a little dicey. I think I'd rather go with Jefferson this week and your boy, uh, James Robinson, because he's cheaper. Can't figure out the, the Jags um, 
I can't figure out the Jags wideouts. I tell you what, though, Tyler Eifert has scored a touchdown two straight weeks. Maybe uh, not a bad option at 3,000 on DK. Maybe. I mean, Colin Johnson had a touchdown, too. He got some decent amount of targets, but, that you know. They, no Chark. Chark might be back. Right, and I, that's the whole thing. Eifert it's, scored touchdowns two weeks in a row. Yeah, I it's I, I don't think I'm gonna put my faith in the Jaguars on the road outside of Robinson. Like I get what you're saying, and yeah, you know, you could throw some cheap darts there. And if you're gonna throw a cheap dart, throw it at tight end. I mean, there's just worse things you could do there. You know, and That's Eifert's right. always been a touchdown machine whenever he was healthy with the Bengals back in the day, too. Uh all right. Is it time for the Derek Carr bounce back? You know, Derek Carr heading into last week was averaging like 19 fantasy points. You know, somewhere like now, now that number's all the way down to like 17. Just from that one, that, that'll happen with a one point game. Oh, god, I just want to kill myself after that game. Uh, <laughs> Devontae Booker, Josh Jacobs, obviously, you know, continuing to monitor this one there. But, uh, look, it's the Jets, so Derek Carr and the Raiders should absolutely bounce back for this game. Darren Waller, they're not going to have any answer for him if you want to go back to that. Well, look, everything statistically speaking, everything from an analysis standpoint last week said that the Las Vegas Raiders should smash the Falcons. They should be great. They should be throwing the ball over the place, having a good old time. It didn't happen, but I don't want to abandon all hope yet. And I say, look, I know the Falcons aren't good, but there's a big gap between the Falcons and the Jets. So we can't give up. We can't give up on these Raiders quite yet. Now, uh, okay, even though let's you ask want this to. question. I'm going to ask you this question because of how bad it was last week when it shouldn't have been. Do you think that is going to significantly impact the roster percentage of these players this week? Because Absolutely. I think it's going to, even it though is. it's the Jets. How can it not? It has to. So I'm absolutely with you on that. That's why I'm. I don't fear the rebound for Derek Carr. Look, if um, if Josh Jacobs can't play in this game because that ankle injury. Who who would you rather go with, Joe? Would you rather go with Devontae Booker against the Jets? Or would you rather go with your boy Dave Montgomery against uh, the uh, Lions? If I knew for sure Jacobs wasn't playing, then then I would actually take my shot with Booker. Me too. Uh, I, I would too. So Just from the better uh, quarterback standpoint. You know, he's going to give me more shots at the end zone at the end of the day. Right. So. You're absolutely right about that. So uh, I, I'm with you on that. And that could be a decent play this week. But I like Aguilar as a contrarian play a little bit this week. Uh, Ruggs finally had a 50 yard catch last week. He may not be a horrible option. Uh, Darren Waller's always a good tight end option. And, you know, look, Raiders defense, 3,400, 4,400 against uh, Sam Darnold and the Jets is not a bad buy. And honestly, I tell you what. Look at Brashad Perriman at 3,900 on DK. Denzel Mims at 4,100. Those are some decent buys. Those guys both had eight targets last week. Both had four catches, uh, and they both have the ability to get in the end zone. So, um, you know, tough to sell you on Jets wide receivers for sure, Joe, but those prices <laughs> got to be uh, dangling a little bit in your face there, right? <laughs> it's dangling there. <laughs> Come on, hey, pick me, Joe. Come, come on, on pick come me, on, Joe. it'll be fun. What about Braxton Berrios? Come on, you get to watch come the on. Jets game and care about it. Come on, just no, pick me up. Come no, on. No, no. I'll tell you uh, what. You know what? Actually, it's Herndon at 2,500 that actually has – because he actually had a decent game last week. And I feel like that's like – once again, here we go. If you're going to find – if you're going to punt, and punt a tight end because Herndon, you know, in a full-point PPR scoring – can Herndon throw you three times as 2,500? Yeah, sure. It doesn't even have to be that good to do it. 
what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, you just got to hit 10. That's fine. Right. That's five catches for 50 yards. It's not impossible. Or it's just a touchdown probably. And he's basically there. So Herndon at 25 is an interesting free square, but you know, the jets inability to move the chains is just terrible. And I feel like Sam Darnold has the, you know, he got a bad case of the Carson Wentz. Like he's just, he can't get out of his own way anymore. And that's another guy just needs a, a new situation. I will say this. I would love to see Henry Ruggs finish the season really strong just because it would make me feel really good about him going into next year. And I think a lot of people will miss that if he does, but I won't. And I know you won't, but I'd love to see rugs kind of play well here, get into the playoff game and have a nice playoff performance too. Uh, One guy that's had, yeah. One guy that's had a great performance the last couple of weeks has been Deshaun Watson. Oh my goodness. What a Turkey day game that was. Uh, Of course he doesn't have Will Fuller to throw to anymore. So now we got to figure things out. Watson's 82 and 75. Naked Deshaun Watson can always be run out there anytime. Uh, Brandon Cooks is 56 and 65. Certainly a good pairing there. I would run away from the running back. I want nothing to do with that position there. Uh, Kiki QT will be popular. I don't think it's a bad look. 3,500 on DK, 48 on FanDuel. Look, it's bargain basement. Once again, if, you, if you're taking the 10 targets out of the offense that go to Will Fuller, they got to spread out somewhere. If QT gets five of them, you know, maybe some go to the tight end too. Maybe a 2,900 Jordan Aikens on, on DK 52 on FanDuel is another guy you can look at, but I feel like QT and Aikens, those are the two pieces where I'm kind of looking and trying to see if I can fit those free squares in. Yeah. And I, and I understand that. I think, um, I want to go the other way. Um, I want to go towards Brandon cooks because he was good before Will Fuller went out and he should be the number one guy, the most trusted for Watson moving forward, which means he's going to draw number one coverage as well. But uh, I, I do think Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, against the Colts, they should be, look, the Texans are bad enough. They should be losing this game and playing catch up. So it should be a nice game for all of these guys involved, QT, uh, Cooks, and Akins. I think they're all viable options this week. And Watson right, is just an easy, expensive quarterback buy. Yeah, it is. Like, that's a good cash game. You know, well, here's the thing. I think it's a good cash game look no matter what, even against Indianapolis. Do you agree? Like, I'm not afraid of any. I mean, Deshaun's in that good. Like, no, Deshaun's Deshaun's a magician. I love watching him play. He's fantastic. I feel there's another guy I feel bad for. Yeah, maybe we can pair those two guys. You can get Allen Robinson and Deshaun Watson together. That'd be fun. And maybe Ben retires. Steelers give two first for him. How about that? <laughs> Not if the let's, Patriots let's don't go. do it first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers, uh, 59, 7K, never a quarterback. We're really chasing. Uh, I would love to start a running back against the Texans, but this one's a money situation. Taylor, we'll see about the health. Naheem if Hines. Taylor's out, I- I'm okay with Hines. I uh, am too, Jordan especially on DK at 53. Pumpkin here. 53 yeah. on DK is a really good price for Hines in a full point PPR. Yeah, I, I like Hines uh, with no Taylor, but we'll look on the report later this week. Pittman also, I'm going back to the well, Joe. That was my you next know. question. You're not afraid Nine of the targets. Uh, the, the, I, I agree. Nine. I mean, how many of them were 15 yards over his head? I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think Pittman is uh, going to be a huge contributor down for the Colts. So I really like this price on him. I'm going right back there. No fear. Well, 56 he's a hundred dollars cheaper than he was last week on FanDuel, and he's just 4900 on dk like that's you know what last week we talked about the value of wide receiver on FanDuel. this week 
the value is on DK at wide receiver. Like just load yeah. up at wide receiver, put your wide receiver flex, you know, and then that allows you to go up and pay at running back if you want to. And you can have a good floor there to work with uh, Los Angeles Rams at Arizona. You know, Kyler Murray, I don't think is a hundred percent. So I'm a little gun shy here. Kenyon Drake's been good 57 and 66. He's actually a good return on investment. We're looking for touchdowns. He's a guy last three weeks. He's getting a ton of goal line carries. He's getting a ton of, uh, red zone carries. I think this is something to pay attention to. Uh, I know the Rams defense is good, but I, I think that Kenyon Drake can still be viable at that price. Hopkins is always good. Murray's, you know, look, last week it was Gilmore with Hopkins and all that stuff. So I don't know how much you want to put into that, but it's another tough matchup with Ramsey this week. So I'm kind of fading away collectively from the Cardinals. How about you? Are you in on any Cardinals as contrarian plays? And what do you think about the Rams? And obviously Cam Akers starting to show some signs of life too. Yeah, I mean, I like Cam Akers' price at forty five hundred and fifty six hundred. The Cardinals go. Um, if Larry is down another week, because and who knows, he might be. Uh, Andy Isabella got a lot of targets, thirty two hundred, forty eight hundred. Not bad prices for him. Um, I'm okay with most of this Rams offense. Uh, you know, Akers obviously a tough guy to play because Henderson gets the first quarter carries and people are going to be freaking out in the first quarter when Akers is getting nothing, but they've been putting him in against the tired defense to score touchdowns late in the game. So it's kind of nerve wracking watching that play out, but I'm okay with Cam Akers. As far as a wide receiver goes, uh, I mean, good prices on cup this week, 6,100, 6,600, good price on woods this week, 5,900, 7,100, Josh Reynolds has fallen off. Dan Jefferson got no snaps last week. Uh, the tight ends haven't been a major factor. Maybe the Rams defense with a banged up Kyler Murray too. 3,200 and 4,500 decent prices here. So I like the Rams side of this game a decent amount, but you're right. Kyler Murray being banged up. Hopkins getting Jalen Ramsey. It just doesn't. It's not a know, good. Outside yeah. of Drake and maybe a division game on Isabella. There's That's just it. so yeah. many things here, man. And Cup Boy, another guy from the last week, disappointing. He had 40 targets over the last three games. <laughs> last week, he got two balls. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, God. What? It Jeez. sounds like a joke, but it's not. 40 it's times. not. It is not a joke. This is truth. That's exactly what happened. Go look at the last month. All right. New York Giants at Seattle. Um, look, Chris Carson being back. This is another guy that has good touchdown equity, but I don't want to pay eight thousand for it. It's he doesn't. No, he has Carl to get Whiteout multiple. Snapped touchdowns. him like forty-one to twenty. Well, that's he that was my touchdown. Next now here's know, a question: but, but, would, you, would you consider Hyde at fifty-three and fifty-seven is an interesting guy? That's another guy too. I feel like they kind of you know eat into each other a little bit. And I, yeah, I just, and the Giants' defense has been playing better than we expected them to. So no, I don't want. I don't really want to mess with. Seattle's uh, rushing game here. Now, I will t- I will mess with DK, though. 82 well, and 85 uh, against the Giants. I will absolutely take that. They don't have anybody that can carry to cover him. Just no doubt about that. Uh, if you want to go at Russell Wilson, 77 and 9K, you really got to pay up for it. But, you know, kind of like last week with Mahomes and Hill, this is another one where, you know, there's no reason to think that Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf can't put up, you know, each 30 points between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, look, the Giants defense has been playing great, but no one's been slowing down Russ. So uh, I'm okay rolling him out. Absolutely. All right. Are we going back with our guy, Wayne Gallman? Five games in a row, 56 on DK, 61 on Fandle. Look at that price bump, 400. Now, you imagine he might get a couple more carries because Daniel Jones was running the football a little bit himself. 
I imagine maybe, you know, maybe three or four more carries in there for Gallman, but the guy's been steady. I like the price. I think I would go back here as a low cost RB. I think he's a better player than Montgomery. Um, okay. I, I think he's in that same group with Montgomery. He is. I think they're, they're in that same group. Um, but I don't know. Colt McCoy. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to play Colt McCoy in a contrarian lineup. I just am because if anyone else wins with him, I'm going to be very upset that it wasn't me. So, uh, I am going to give Colt McCoy a shot against this, uh, you know, terrible, uh, Seattle secondary that Carson Wentz made look good the other night, but I don't think is going to keep going, especially since a lot of their, uh, you know, their pass rush has been with Carlos Dunlap who did pop up on the intro report, uh, Tuesday morning. So we'll see what's going on with Dunlap, but I'm going to get Colt McCoy in there, which means I'm going to have probably have, you know, one crack at Darius Slayton, maybe an Evan Ingram, uh, maybe go with golden Tate as well. Um, in one lineup, but I'm not going to be putting that in my big money lineup. So I'm not going to do it. And same thing with Wayne Gallman. I would not put Gallman in a big money lineup. All right, fair enough. Let's move on to Philadelphia and green Bay. Uh, we always have a favorite defense every week this week for me, <laughs> it's the green Bay Packers 3,800 and respectively. And yeah, I'm paying for whatever it is. I don't care. You put it on top of the board. I want it because Carson Wentz is a turnover machine. He gets sacked all the time. I mean, look between the sacks the the interceptions <laughs> the the potential fumbles like all the things that could happen here this, i don't know which this, one i like more though do you like do you like uh, this defense better than the raiders against the jets um i do because carson wentz is really just handing everybody the football in so many different That's ways true. you know the offensive line is so bad like the jets are inept but Carson Wentz is a turnover machine, and I'm going to go with the turnovers. That's where I get my points. Better so, shot for a pick six. You're absolutely right. Pick six. I mean, he got sacked six times on Monday night. Right yeah. there. <laughs> there's, there's, You're right. You're right. right. Yeah, I'm with you. They're a little more expensive than the, the Raiders, but yeah. I, 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 think, I think it's I'm worth it. I think yeah. it's worth it. Not much. Not enough where it makes a difference for me anyway. Um, I will pay up for Devontae Adams this week. Um, I'm okay with Aaron um, Rodgers as well. 85 and 68 for him. Yeah, Adams is expensive, but I've done lineups already with Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf, and it's not that hard when you have guys like QT, you have guys like some of the tight ends we talked about. It's it's not that hard. It's just not. Uh, I love Goddard in this game as well. It's like the one guy that I actually feel good about. I don't care about <laughs> any of those wide receivers, but Goddard just gets a ton of looks. He gets red zone opportunities. 4,300 for Goddard is a steal, I think, on DK. 62 on FanDuel is incredibly reasonable. I think that is the one piece that I will cherry pick. They need to go to Miles Sanders in the worst way. I just don't think they're going to, but I think that uh, the Packers stack is kind of my favorite stack of the week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on Devontae Adams. I don't know if I want a running back from Green Bay because they've been splitting those carries a bit too much for my taste. Also, look, Alshon, Alshon was involved in the game plan, and he's 3000 on DK. That's not a terrible uh, cost for him at all 4800 a little more expensive on FanDuel but 3000 for a free square on Alshon for a team that should be down most of the game is not horrible so I, I don't mind that Alshon play as well what do you think about Lazard he's just 5k and 56 I know it's a tournament play but certainly looked you know him and Tunyon both Tunyon's just 37 another great punt play at tight end um, you know I think there's enough to go around here in this game for all these guys there probably is. I just, I don't see myself spending the money on Lazard. There's too many good cheap options. Like I would rather, it's 2000 less for Alshon. I'd rather take him. 
you know. All right. Fair enough there. All right, let's move on here. New England and the Chargers. Yuck. Look, I know Herbert's throwing 300-yard games like crazy, so I, I can't argue against Herbert. Keenan Allen last week ran into a tougher secondary than he's played in a while, but he's going to run into a tough one this week too. Eckler, to me, is the one piece that I love here. And again, when you're looking for good ROI running backs, last week he was. We talked about him getting right in right away on him. And if you did, you got him at 65 last week. This week he's at 7K. Him and James Robinson are right in that mid-tier running back. I love both these guys. Uh, 7K for him, 71 on DK. I think he's worth paying up for on DK too because of obviously his ability to catch the football. And uh, on the Patriot side, no thank you. I'm just I'm st- I'm running away from this Patriot team. They are a hot mess in terms of fantasy. It's Demir Bird. Uh, a couple weeks ago it was Jacoby Myers. Damian Harris looks great running the football, and then they just stopped giving him the ball. They looked terrible last week. Now all of a sudden James White's back. I mean, James White as a flex RB on DK at 5K, that I can do. The rest of the Pats, I want nothing to do with, man. One million percent. Absolutely. I I completely agree with that. Uh, I think that James White is the only Patriot. What about, Joe, the Chargers defense at 2,600 or 3,900? That's not a bad buy either for the way Cam Newton played last week. Mm. It's, I mean, he could, he could throw 300 yards, but he can put up a under 100 again. And no one he can, he can, and he could turn the ball over too. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, is the guy who throws for 300 yards one week and 84 the next this week? I'm just not leaving it to chance with defense. I'll happily pay it. Look, last week when There's the Denver situation, you're right. When the Denver situation broke last week, it was a no brainer to go with, with the, no the Saints. That was just no brain and it paid is fine. Um, And it was hundred percent chalky. Who cares this week? It's I'm just, I can't watch the Eagles anymore and not learn from this. (laughs) Like I just, you have to, whoever the Eagles are playing, you have to look at them. And you have to look at who could turn into Atlanta. Remember Atlanta just crushed Derek Carr. And I think if, if there's one defense that could kind of come out of nowhere and surprise you and play really well, I mean, they're banged up too. I'm not sitting here telling you the Chargers uh, defense is good. It's it's not. Joey Bosa had a nice week last week, but Perryman got hurt. You know who bit. I think it might Nwosu's be? Honestly, I think it might be Seattle this week. I think Jamal Adams back healthy. Okay. Playing against well, Colt McCoy. I gets like that to the one quarterback. Too. I think that that's the sneaky one for me, where if you're looking for who's the, who's the 1% owned defense this week that actually makes him, Hey, that could be the one for me. Yeah. I mean, you know what? There's some decent options in there too. Cause I don't like Detroit, but playing against Trubisky, that might work as well. So uh, yeah. there's some decent defensive options. So you don't, you don't have to go to this well, but it's just when I saw how cheap it was specifically on DK, I went, mm, Maybe the Chargers have that 87 yards of passing or whatever Cam Newton had against the Cardinals, who don't have a great defense either. Yeah, and look, I think, you know, we always talk about, you know, where you can punt responsibly and and take shots. We always like to take shots at tight end. We like to take shots on defense because that's where there's going to be the most variance. And on top of which, you know, there's also, you know, if you're wrong, it may not kill you, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) depending on what you do. So, you know, I, I think those are the ones for me, you know, and you come out of here when you start to look at the slate as a whole this week, when you step back a little bit, like last week, we saw some big time names worth paying up for. How do you feel about this slate when you step back and look at it? Um, it, it It's a little more difficult because we have so many weird push off games and all that stuff. So um, but but I, I, I still I feel fairly confident with 
this one. So uh, I wish that the Pittsburgh and Washington game was still on Sunday so we could get some pieces of that in there. Uh, I particularly would like Pittsburgh's defense. Uh, but you know, that one got pushed to Monday night. So weird that Pittsburgh got pit pushed to Monday, but Baltimore got pushed to Tuesday. Hmm. Extra day of rest for them. That's weird. <laughs> and also right when Lamar Jackson will be eligible to come off of the mm. uh, COVID list. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps that, that tinfoil hat you're wearing does actually get more, mm. better reception than we think. And I uh, try not to be a crybaby about the Steelers as much as possible because that's boring. You know, yeah. I, I, well, don't like, I'm, I'm, I don't like when fans do crybaby stuff, but I'll say this this week, my payoffs are definitely DK and Adams and putting them together. Um, and I also like paying up a quarterback this week too. I, yeah. I think you're looking, there's a couple, I would say, high level quarterbacks worth paying up for, whether it's Watson, Aaron Rodgers, those kind of guys right now. <clears throat> I think that's the route I'd go. Wilson, you could probably put in that conversation as well. Um, but running back is, is, is odd. It's Eckler, it's Robinson, you know, and once again, there's just not a lot of depth, you know, it's just, and I, we're on a buy this week with Carolina and with Tampa Bay. And I'll tell you what, if there's one team that needed a buy, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh my goodness. That is a team that needed to buy in the worst way. They need to like go two weeks to just find themselves. They need to go on one of those retreats, right? Where they just got to like go and do trust exercises. And <laughs> do a bunch of like trust that. falls. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of trust falls. Maybe, you know, knit a quilt. A mid-level comedian is there to make fun of Debbie yes. from The Office, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. 100% like that. And then... And then give Ronald Jones 20 carries. That's that's the secret of everything. All <laughs> I'm right. sure. Yeah, Bruce Arians always comes through on what he said, what he says to the public, oh, right? Come on. Yeah, God, it's ridiculous. All right. That'll do it for me and Boggs. Make sure you again you you subscribe to the pre-snap podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on iHeart, Stitcher, Google, uh, I play, you play, we all play, all that stuff. We're <laughs> everywhere. And uh you can also follow us on Twitter at Linestar app at Linestar NFL. At Bogman Sports and at Joe Pisa PS17. That'll do it for us. Happy lineup making. There's nothing left to do now except down, sit, win. You've been listening to the pre snap podcast brought to you by Line Star. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pisa Pia and Scott Bogman.